All right, guys, before we get started here on the final drive, a big thank you to our partner, Microsoft Surface, celebrating 10 years of partnership with the NFL. As the official laptop, tablet, and sideline technology provider for the LA Chargers, Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field every day. Learn more about Surface at Surface.com. And welcome in to the final drive. As always, joined by Haley Elwood and Eric Smith. Chargers lose 37-23 to to the Seattle Seahawks at SoFi Stadium on Sunday. They dropped to 4-3. Uh, it was a concerning loss on a number of levels. I think chief among them, just the injuries keep piling up, guys. Um, Haley, I'll give you the floor first. Your your overall takeaways from Sunday. Brandon Staley, after the game, called the defense up and down. But to me, that's how I feel this entire Chargers team is. And we've seen a couple of these games where... You get, okay, a couple sides of the ball are doing well, but then one maybe isn't. But yesterday, to me, it just didn't seem like a, a great performance, really from the get-go. And I know, Chris, you you tweeted specifically about the first quarter and, and how the Chargers just do not, are not performing um, right off the bat, points-wise, offensively. So, I don't know. I mean, it is really tough, obviously, with the injuries. But at the same time, you are now in week seven, there are a lot of teams that are dealing with injuries. I know the notable names, obviously, with the Chargers, but I, I look at a team like the Buffalo Bills that at one point a couple of weeks ago, their injury report was like 14 people. It was something insane, and, and they yeah. were able to sort of overcome it. Um, yesterday was just disappointing, specifically, obviously, with how the game started with Seattle jumping out to a 17 nothing lead. And look, this Chargers team has faced – some holes over the last couple of weeks, but it almost felt like this one, like everything sort of caught up to them at this point that what they've kind of been able to overcome, they weren't able to do yesterday on in Sunday's game. And I don't know. I think um, to me, I, I know you don't want to go into the buy with a loss, but I almost feel like this team needs to reset. Like this team needs this time to sort of reset reevaluate, look at everything that's going on, injuries, not injuries, whatever, scheme, whatever it is, and really sort of just take a beat and get through, you know, to the next chunk of the season because as we will, I'm sure, look ahead, there are some tough ones coming up that oh, yeah. aren't just gimmies right off the bat. And I think you would look at Seattle and you'd probably put Seattle in that same category. Heck, they're leading the NFC West right now. The biggest question for me, and, and I actually plan on asking Brandon Staley this later today, is just what is the identity of this team? Like here in week seven, what are we looking at? What is the identity of this team? Because I think it has been a very week-to-week -week league with them, and um, I'm just looking for, I think, just some consistency because overall they've been pretty inconsistent on all sides. Well said. And you know, these, these slow starts, you can do it against Cleveland – um, you could do it against Denver, who, who doesn't have much of, of an offense. But Gino was cooking from the start. And then Kenneth Walker, th that rookie, 168 yards on the ground and a pair of touchdowns. Eric, I, th there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. But, I mean, those first quarters really put this team in a hole. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I was kind of trying to take a break after the game last night and I was on Twitter which is probably not the place you want to take a break. That's not where you, so where you take your break, <laughs> Eric. But Chris, I saw your tweet and I said, Hey, this is exactly what I had in mind to talk about on the final drive because you just, it's not su sustainable to, to, to do that. You know, like 
if you have to play catch up every week, you're gonna you're gonna tire yourself out. And as Haley said, eventually you're just gonna kind of run out of steam, and you're not g- gonna be able to do it every week. Um, and I think we saw that yesterday, like against Cleveland and against Denver. You said, okay, like we kind of clawed back, we had a chance. But even when it was seventeen fourteen yesterday, me personally, I didn't feel like the Chargers had it in them to maybe complete the comeback just because it was it was so wildly inconsistent. Um, and, and we've seen that all season. Like, Haley, you said it's been an up-and-down team. It's been an up-and-down season, you know, and we asked, like, you know, the like the questions about, you know, what's the identity. Like, who 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 is this team right now? And, and I don't know. You know, um, they're four and three. That's probably where they should be, honestly, given how, how they played. You know, but it's like – what 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 is the identity? That's a good way to put it, Haley. Like their offense, it looks great sometimes. It looks terrible other times. We we still can't run the ball outside of Cleveland. You know, it's been terrible trying to get the run game going. The defense makes good plays here and there, but then they give up long runs almost every game for a touchdown. Special teams has been for the most part solid. It's just I don't know who this team is after seven games, and I would agree that the bye comes at a much needed time just to get a physical break, which is needed, but a mental break as well. Like I, th- I think people need to kind of get away. Um, maybe not coaches. Coaches need to kind of harp on it and figure out what, what the plan is going forward. But players need to get away and kind of reset uh, as we get ready for these final 10 games. Haley, I think you brought this to my attention yesterday. Austin Eckler's receptions, he is 53 this year. All the season, yeah. So, so what I did last night, I, I looked to see who was – closest to him among running backs is Christian McCaffrey, who I think has 36. So there's like these extended runs. They're dumping off to Austin a lot. They have not been able to get the running game going. Entering week seven, Seattle had given up nearly a thousand yards on the ground. I think they were 31st against the run. And the Chargers, for whatever reason, they could not get the running game going. There needs to be a balance there. And, you know, those Austin dump-offs, they need to be rushes, and then some of those receptions need to be down the field to guys like Mike Williams, who I know is hurt right now. We'll get to that. Keenan Allen and some of these receivers. So, you know, there was a there was a stretch, Haley, where they punted the ball five straight times and then turned the ball over on downs from yeah. the second quarter to the fourth quarter. And that's kind of where that game was lost because Eric mentioned it. They got back into it, but they couldn't sustain it, and the Seahawks did. I think the biggest thing, too, when you look at sometime, you know, moments in the game of, of momentum and shifting was the safety, for instance, that happens, that the defense gets the safety, you get yeah. the free kick, and then I think they went three and out after yeah, that? They did. Yeah, so, I mean, those are the types of things that if you don't capitalize on that, your chances of, uh, it, I will say this, when they got the safety, I was like, oh, here we go. Like, maybe this is the momentum shift and sort of the kick in the pants that, that they need to turn things around. But then going three and out, that's not going to get it done. Um, this is the second straight game that, that Justin Herbert has had over 50 pass attempts. And a lot of that, again, because the yards per attempt is not there. I think it was... or something in this game. So again, you mentioned it. It's those checkdowns, those, you know, short passes, getting Austin involved, but it's not sustainable. And it's reminded me at at times of the Jags game of just, you know, again, with, with 50, uh, 
yeah, 53 um, rush yards on the day. It's like you get in this hole, so you have to pass, but yet your passes aren't long. Like you're not, I don't know, it's just not computing. It's just not working totally in yeah. sync as to how it should right now. And I think that's sort of the frustration of, of every Chargers fan because we've seen what this offense is capable of. We saw it last year. You know, again, yes, we'll mention it. There are some health issues and all of that. But um, but at the same time, there just is there seems to be like a lack of rhythm that they're just not totally getting. And maybe that Browns game was an anomaly. You know, we saw them just crush it, but maybe it it sort of was the aberration. And, and Houston, too, I mean, their rush defense wasn't fantastic even going into that game. So I don't know. It's it's just it's just kind of tough all around. And, and I think the most like disappointing moment was the safety that then led to a three and out and, and nothing could happen after that. I mean, even getting it to 37, 23 towards the end, that touchdown happened with almost like three and a half minutes left in the game. And so at yeah, that point it's like, okay, well, you know, it was, can we say garbage time touchdowns? I mean, kind of at that point, like they attempted the onside kick, it failed, but you know, really it felt larger than that and and it pretty much was most of the day you know Eric defensively we've seen some breakdowns in the secondary and we're starting to see this this theme of the opposing running back breaking off huge runs right I mean we, we didn't see it uh, against the Broncos they did a pretty good job bottling up uh, Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray and Boone but you know Kenneth Walker 23 for 168 a pair of touchdowns first of all that kid's awesome. Like, he's going to be a really, really good player for a long time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, going back to even week two, I think there was a Clyde Edwards-Alaire 50-plus yard rush, um, the 75-yard touchdown by Pierce in Houston. Uh, we know what Chubb did. You know, and then you, and then you see what Kenneth Walker was able to do on the ground. 214 yards on the ground. Um, some big plays given up in the secondary as well. Um, I think the bye comes at a nice time for this team in general just to <clears throat> excuse me just to reset in all three phases um, defensively w- what do you think's happening especially on the ground Yeah it's been a constant theme you know like like you obviously rattled off almost every game this year where they've given up a, a long run um you know Brandon Daly talked about that after the game yesterday and said you know we're, we're losing at the on the edge and at the point of attack and then the second level isn't there. And I think that's my biggest concern is on all those long runs, it took, it took, especially with Walker, right? Like I'll, I'll say this about Walker first and, and Drew Tranquil said this too. There were so many times yesterday where it looked like it was going to be a one or two or three yard gain. And then he found a way to make it seven or eight yards. And, and that guy is, is a beast and he is, he is very good. Um, and I think, that was frustrating to me when like it seemed like we had him near the line and then he'd kind of sneak out and, and muscle his way for five or six more yards. In terms of the long runs, the the back end has got to step up and, and make those plays. If it if it we and I, I forget what game we talked about this, but if it gets to the second level, you have to make that a ten or twelve yard run and not a, a seventy four yard run. And and that's been a breakdown all year long. Um, one, another thing that, that Staley mentioned after the game that really kind of caught my ear was he used the phrase, the right combination of players, maybe four or five times. And I don't, I I'm interested to see what he means by that. And we won't know maybe until that Atlanta game, but you know, is he thinking about 
taking people out of the lineup or like having people play more or less. I, I don't know, but that phrase just really kind of caught my ear, like I said. But then I thought about it more, and it's like, well, who are you going to put in there? Because A, a lot of people are, are banged up, you know, like the, the whole team is banged up. But then like on defense, you're playing with your guys, like the, the people you brought in and like your starters are in. You're not yeah. going to take Derwin out or Khalil out, right, or Drew out. So like or Sebastian out. So who I don't know what that means by right combination of players, but I think you have to go back to the drawing board during this bye week and really figure out like who you want to be, what works, because especially the run game. Like I think we we're giving up five point seven yards a carry. That's tied for the worst in the league. So like the run game is not working at all uh, on, on defense or, or offense really. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's frustrating. Haley, you mentioned it too. Like <clears throat> injuries happen around the league. I mean, the Bills are the best team in football. You you reference their laundry list of injuries. Um, the Chargers have been hit hard. I mean, it's there's no way around it, right? You, you lose Rashawn Slater. You lose Joey Bosa. Um, you lose J.C. Jackson at the end of the first half in what looked to be a really tough knee injury. Yeah. Um, Mike Williams with an ankle injury that didn't look great. Um, Keenan made his return to the lineup after not playing since week one. Um, was kind of on a pitch count. Didn't didn't do too much um, to, to affect the game offensively. Um, you have to find ways to win, um, and depth gets tested for all 32 teams. Um, but two big hits yesterday in, in J.C., and potentially Mike, you know, I guess we'll know the status uh, of, of both players, maybe a little bit more today when Brandon Staley speaks. But uh, both injuries didn't look good. J.C. Jack is J.C. Jackson's rather in particular. Oh, my gosh. I was in that corner of the end zone because I was waiting doing uh, since I had to do our halftime presentation. I have never been that close to an injury in my life in all my mm. years covering the NFL because usually obviously we're in the press box. I'm never really on the field. It was I mean, you, you saw him essentially go down before he even went down, if, if you will, like hit the ground in that sense. That was harrowing and just horrific. Um, it's tough. And and I think, you know, <clears throat> the case with J.C. Jackson was we have seen obviously games and he was the big storyline this past week of what happened in the Monday night game, getting benched. He's going to come out, you know, he had a great week of practice and all of that. He's been tested obviously throughout the season, but their depth has already been tested. And when you lose someone like him who at times, you know, hasn't played, I think to the standard that everyone anticipated him playing at, you're still losing a body, you know, for how long he's going to be out. And so your depth is now taking a hit because whoever's behind him is going to have to come in. And then whoever's behind that person, you know, is going to be the backup and whatnot. Um, it, it's really, really tough. And, and I mean, dear Lord, the receiving cord towards the end of that game with no Keenan, my goodness, like it was just bananas. Um, you know, you knew going in, you weren't going to have Joshua Palmer. You weren't going to have Donald Parham. Um, maybe you were going to have Keenan and, and they kind of did, you know, essentially for, for a period of time, but that is really obviously tough because it's, it's like, who are you throwing to? But that's where I feel like I wish the run game was more consistent because then you can at least rely on that. And yeah. Austin said it after the game, you know, they essentially made us one dimensional. They took it out and we had to go to the air and it 
wasn't necessarily the best possible thing because the team was very battered and banged up in that sense. So, um, you know, you hope that obviously Mike's injury isn't extended, like an extended period of time. And you mentioned Staley speaks at two. We'll obviously learn more today, but there are things though, that they have to overcome and deficiencies that they have to overcome. And if your receiving core does take a hit like that again, you know, again, it's where I'd love to see like the run game, just kind of try to find its stride, try to get worked out um, because you need it. You need it. Again, these, these, you know, 57 attempts against Denver, 51 passing attempts against, uh, against Seattle. That's not sustainable in terms of trying to actually, you know, put the foot on the gas and like throttle these opponents. And, you know, we, we say that Justin needs to get the ball down the field more. I, I think it's also fair to say, it's difficult to do that. To who? <laughs> to who, right? Uh, and and I, I just go back to the Jalen Guyton injury. Jalen is yeah, the right. fastest receiver on this team. And, and he at least, you know, he was out there to stretch the field. You have to respect that speed when he's on the field. Um, DeAndre Carter's playing a lot of receiver now. And, you know, he, he came into this as a specialist uh, and a guy who had showed some flashes to be that, that wide receiver five. He's played a lot of football. Um, this first half of the year, uh, Palmer has been injured in the concussion, Parham with the concussion. So it's a lot of DeAndre Carter. It's a lot of Gerald Everett. And, you know, I I just, I don't know what you do, Eric. I mean, hopefully you get Keenan a hundred percent, uh, going into Atlanta. Hopefully they get good news on Mike because you saw what Justin was able to accomplish in 2021. He had those guys out on the field, and it, you got to have playmakers out there to make plays. Yeah, I I had the same thought you guys did watching the the fourth quarter yesterday after Mike went out. Like, who who are we throwing to right now? Because you know, and that's not a diss to any of the guys that were on the field. It's just not who we expected to be on the field. You know, when, when you're trying to make a comeback like that, you know, with Mike out and Keenan out. And, and Palmer out, well, that's your top three receivers that are not on the field. Guyton's out. That's four of your top five. And then DeAndre, I think we can all agree he probably thrives more as a, as a number four or five receiver. And now, I guess as it stands now, he's your number one receiver in terms of health, which just isn't going to work. You know, and then you're essentially putting, you know, Bandy and, and, and other guys in there. He had to call up from the practice squad. It's just, it's just a mash unit for that group. And Chris, you asked, like, what are we going to do? I think you got to hope that guys come back and get healthy, you know. But I wonder now about the trade deadline because that is uh, a week from tomorrow, November 1st. And if Mike is going to miss an extended amount of time, and, and we don't know that he will, you know, it, it didn't look great. I wonder if, if you have to go add someone. I'm not saying they will. I, I'm just putting it out there in, in the thought yeah it's an option because like you know we don't know you know concussions are tricky with palmer we don't know how long he's going to be out guyton is out for the year keenan is feeling his way back if mike has to miss i don't know a month or more you're going to need bodies there and and even if you bring in someone new who maybe doesn't know the playbook kind of what Haley mentioned earlier it's a body you need someone because right now you're simply running out of guys so let's go to the silver lining portion of the program. All right. They're, uh, they're, they're four and three. It's way too early to even think about the playoffs, but we'll just do it for this purpose. They'd be the seventh seed right now. Um, they're four and two 
in the AFC, right? This was an NFC loss. Um, they're 2-1 and one in the division still, and there's still a lot of football to go. You, you go into the bye, and Haley, you mentioned this schedule. Let me just pop up this schedule here. Um, so after the bye, you go to Atlanta, who's a tough team to play because they're kind of unconventional. You don't see them on your schedule every year. Arthur Smith's a really good coach. That's on the road. Then you go, and they run the ball. And they run the ball. Exactly. Um, I don't know. If, if, will Cordero Patterson be back for that game? I was going to say that that might be the game that he could be back. He could return, for if right? He's yeah, healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something to monitor over the next couple of weeks. Then you get the 49ers, who you know, you look at the final score of that Chiefs Niners game. It was it was closer than that. It, it really just got away from San Francisco in the fourth quarter. Um, we know they have a good defense, and they just got Christian McCaffrey. It'll be at their place. It'll be Sunday night football. Then you come back to SoFi for a huge game against the Chiefs, and you know that that's a that's a game where hey, if you're going to make the playoffs, that's where you make a statement. Uh, you go to Arizona to take on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. After that, DeAndre Hopkins is back. It's never easy against the Raiders. Uh, that's in Vegas. And then you have three teams in the AFC competing for playoff spots back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Home to the Dolphins. Home to the Titans, who have reeled off four straight. And on the road, day after Christmas, Monday Night Football against the Colts. Then you come back for the Rams on New Year's Day and close with the Broncos. So, Haley, it's, that's not easy. That's not easy. The bye comes at a good time to figure this out, try to hit the reset, get ready for Atlanta. Yeah, I think get ready for Atlanta for sure. And I'm going to look ahead as we always do. It is so weird to me, and we said this at the beginning of the season or when the schedule came out, that the Chargers-Chiefs series is going to wrap up, what is that, week 12, 11? I I don't have a... The numbers it's early, in front of it's, me. it's too early for math. Haley. Too early for <laughs> math. Okay, mid November. Mid November. <laughs> November twentieth. I have November, it in front of me. November twentieth. Twentieth. Um, <laughs> that that series will get wrapped up by then. Week eleven. Usually, what'd you say? Week eleven. There we go. Week eleven. All right, that was close. Um, it, it it's so strange to me that that that's going to happen this year because usually those you know that second game is played in like week. 15, 16, 14, 17, whatever it is that usually that's like the, oh, you know, the NFL stacks them towards the back of the season. But um, I think that game is going to tell you a lot. And I think if you can split with the Chiefs, fantastic. Um, I think that if they come in and beat this Chargers team, that's going to be a huge bummer, you know, obviously. And I I think um, you can't look too far ahead. We obviously always do. But I think this uh, this stretch, this three-game stretch, as we sort of kind of chunk everything out, um, is pretty tough. And to come back from the bye and then have to hit the road twice, you know, again, this is the schedule is so weird. It's like, you know, I think there was about a, a month or so in between, you know, three weeks in between home games. You got another sort of like month-ish stretch in between home games of kind of finding that rhythm and, and playing at your place. But um, but it's it's not an easy back end. And you saw Tua come back for the Dolphins, and they won. The Titans won on Sunday. These are all teams that are frisky. The good news is the AFC is bananas in general. Um, the AFC East, Chris, you and I were talking about this though. That is like the sneaky division now. I that think may be it. Everyone, that may be the team. That may thought, be the division. The West was going to be. I think 
moved east uh, to the AFC East, and and that could be the division that really puts multiple teams in the playoffs if if it doesn't come from the West, if you will. But um, there's a lot of tough football that's coming up for this team, and that's why the identity question to me is so big because you want to find it, you want to hit that stride because you got a lot of really challenging games that are coming up on the schedule. No question. And Eric, you go NFC, NFC, NFC. Um, you don't want to lose any games, but you prefer to, to stack those AFC wins. Um, it, it, for me, it's, it's going to be really important for this team to get back on track in Atlanta on the road coming off that bye because I, I think it, it'll show us uh, what the bye did for this team right off the bat, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was walking out of the stadium last night talking to some people, and you know we were already kind of looking ahead to Atlanta, and someone said, you know, this person said, you know, I don't really know what to make of this team. I think we can all agree with that. But the Atlanta game will tell me a lot, just because they'll have a break. You know, they can rest up mentally, physically. But you you kind of have to win that one, really, because then you go to San Fran and then home against KC. If you If you can't win that Atlanta game and then you fall to 500 – and then you got a bunch of tough games coming up. You're, you're kind of positioning yourself out of the playoff race a little bit in, in November, and that's not the direction you want to go. You obviously want to be trending in the right direction. Um, yeah, but yeah, a tough, a tough stretch after the bye. Four of the five games are on the road. Um, you know, two two AFC West games in there. I mean, if you go what three and two. In that five-game stretch, I think we probably take that and just try to stay afloat and keep keep grinding away. Um, but, yeah, a lot of eyes are going to be on that Atlanta game. You know, like I said, they, they like to run the ball. Maybe by then, you know, um, some, something schematic will change with, with the run defense. You know, uh, they'll sit down this week and kind of go back to the whiteboard and figure it out. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think we all just kind of need a breather from this and then um, – yeah, it, but it's time to go. And uh, what is that? Week nine. Week nine. <laughs> Haley, let's just end on this. And I think it's a great point by you uh, earlier. Like, depth has been tested now. And it's going to be the guys in that locker room right now that have to make this happen, right? That have to turn this around. So, you know, you're not going to have JC Jackson, let's say. You know, Joey's been out, Rashawn's been out. Um, Whoever's in that locker room needs to come together and, and turn this thing around because, you know, trade deadline or not, one or two guys, they're, they're not going to change uh, what's going on at this moment. Um, and they have an opportunity to turn this around, but it's going to take within to, to make it happen. Yeah, I was reading uh, Daniel Popper's takeaways last night from The Athletic, and he had some quotes from Sebastian Joseph Day and SJD talked about an urgency, that there is an urgency now for everyone. And he goes, not just on us, but the urgency that the coaches are also putting on us. And so I think he's a captain, I believe was voted one this year. And um, it's going to take some tight, tight knit kind of camaraderie to, to bring this group together. And I think, though, if you hear someone talking about that, that's what you want to hear, right? You want to hear about that urgency. You want to hear sort of the recognizing of, yeah, shoot, we got beat yesterday and we need to turn this around. And he ended it by saying, we've just got to effing pick it up. That's all I got to tell you. That's all I got to tell you. <laughs> they got it. They got to effing very pick simple it up. Message. Some message right there. Put that on a bumper sticker. But um, 
I think that is what it's going to come down to. The guys that are out are out, like you mentioned it. They're out, and it sucks, and it's unfortunate, and it has happened before. I have said this a couple times on here. In 2015, they lost, dear Lord. I mean, I, I honestly forget, but they had the most players on injured reserve in the entire NFL that season, and it sucked. Um, but you've got to try to pick it up, and if there is that urgency within the guys who are healthy and in that locker room to do it, you got to have the faith that they will. Um, but again, I think that's where something like the buy is coming in at just the exact right time to actually hit the pause button, reset, and get that urgency going moving forward. Well said. Um, bye week. I think everybody needs a bye week, right? We're all ready for the Fans bye. need a bye week. Yeah. Teams, uh, the final drive needs a bye week. So we'll be off, obviously, next week. We'll see you in a couple weeks after the Chargers take on the Falcons in Atlanta. For Haley Elwood and Eric Smith, I'm Chris Harey. This has been The Final Drive.